One, two. All right. This is my second time recording this podcast. Uh, if you had chance to listen to it the first day it came out, uh, the sound quality was terrible. I was exhausted. I was recording a lot that day, and I just put it off. So this, uh, if I, I left the mic set up, so I'm going to get a decent quality here. So the gig uh, last week or two weeks ago was amazing and I got these gigs coming up and I just was really really happy to break the seal Uh, so I don't mind staying in the personal realm here the story of music is too big anybody's own story is always too big and you can only ever try to convey a small slice of it I can just try to convey the relevant angle stay on topic point is there is music to be made I had this thought, I haven't done much surfing and I don't consider myself a surfer, but from what I do know about surfing, the experience I have with it, again, not much, barely any really, I don't see or imagine too many surfers spending time discussing each other's surfing, pointing out little things to each other and stuff, what someone did well, what could go better and how to make it look better, stuff like that. I mean, maybe they do, but it's not the point because there's the ocean to consider. A much vaster consideration, much more compelling. The ocean is what matters. In my mind, I see surfers considering the ocean to each other and struggling to find words. The ocean. <laughs> like a, a Keanu Reeves voice. It's big. We are too small to matter to it, but we go face it, we go into it. It kicks our ass and we keep coming back. We can't help ourselves. It forces us to overcome our weaknesses, to grow, to surrender, to meet it. We, I, simply do not matter in the face of it. The musicians who I relate to best speak of music like that. It's the ocean, it's the universe. We don't talk about our music. We don't talk about style, technique, or form much at all. We'll check in with each other, like how is it going? How is your process going? How are you surviving? As the ocean of music imposes itself in on you, day after day, minute by minute. How are you holding up and have you learned anything useful or interesting to pass on to me about how I might hold up better as the universe imposes itself on me day after day. We are all in it, and that is the point. It is the ocean. We are unimaginably small as we navigate it. So did you get out there? Did you connect? Did you fail catastrophically and have to start again from scratch, getting pushed back and under and back out again as you found a way back in? Or did you just eat shit? These are my experiences. I love that these are my experiences because I don't define myself by my successes or failures. I define myself by my love of doing it and by my dedication to that love, my immersion in it. It helps me understand the world and it helps me connect in the most meaningful way to other humans. I am not myself without it. Music is what we are here for. It is what we come from and what we'll return to. For now, we play.
So I have this interview I want to play for you. We're going to check in with Ed Marshall now, call-in style. Uh, for those of you who don't know Ed, here's the episode we did uh, together a couple years ago. He was on the podcast, so I have that link in the article. All right, let's see if Ed is picking up. Hey, man, what's up? Ed, how you doing? I'm good, Trev. I'm chilling, I'm chilling. Because I had a weird-ass situation. I was using, you know, I'm trying to be more savvy about all these apps. I don't really like using apps, but I use them to be, you know, I guess trying to get down with the program or whatever. I ordered this pizza through this Slice app. Man, Slice? this driver, you know, the Slice app, yeah. Yeah. This this guy, I've been waiting two hours for my pizza. <laughs> Wait, there's I don't an, think I'm using apps anymore. There's a whole app? <laughs> there's a whole app just for slices of pizza? Yeah, yes. A slice is a, is a delivery app, pizza delivery app. And it, it basically tells you where every pizza pizza shop is in the world, and then you choose one near you. <laughs> Man, I thought I thought I was up to date, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm definitely feeling left behind by that one. Um, well, you know, <laughs> I don't live in the city anymore, so is that? So did they actually? Wait a minute, they better not have. They. <laughs> did I they, hope they didn't charge me. Did they leave it at, at a different address? Damn thing. Oh come on! No, I, I literally got four calls from the delivery guy. Asking, I'm like, look, I don't drive in the city. I, I know where I live. I'm reading signs telling him where I'm at, and he still can't find me. <laughs> and, and then I'm hanging out with Michelle, and she's like, this is ridiculous. It's almost two hours now. I cancel a damn order. I'm like, oh, but the guy sounds really, really sad that he hasn't gotten here yet. He seems lost. She's like, give me the phone. I'm like, oh, gosh, here we go. So, you know, so, so she did, did her thing, but it was, it, it, you know, it was okay. But, uh, I, you know, me, you know how I am. I'm like, oh, what is the guy? Is his first day on a job? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, well, especially with the app folks, like the, the people who work for those things, you know, they get paid by, like nothing, basically. But it's this whole complexity. I, I tried doing, um, this was at a, a previous career low. Uh, I lost count of them. But I, I, I started signing up for <laughs> TaskRabbit one time. You know, oh, cause no, I, not that. No. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it was like I had just moved into a new apartment and I had hired a TaskRabbit and it was 60 oh, bucks. I, see. I got a guy wow. for one hour and it was $60. And this guy showed up and he ran all my stuff down the stairs and then we went over to the new place and he ran all the stuff like up. I mean, I was helping, of course, but this guy was just like amazing. And I was like, man, 60 bucks. That's that's a good deal for me. And it's also pretty good money. And then uh, I was like, hey, let's, let's check it out. You know, who knows? And um, I start going through the thing. And it's like, yeah, you got to have this big background check and this and that. You got to wait, you know, weeks for the opening to have the workshop and all this onboarding stuff. So I never really made it through. But the, the clicker was like, oh, I paid the guy $60. Or I paid the app $60. The app paid him, you know, 12 What? Yeah. So I was like, oh, my God. That's, oh. there's no way that's workable. And then I started looking into things, you know, like, like what the people who shop on Instacart, you know, actually get for doing that stuff. And it's like way, way, way less than what you're paying the app. Uh, you know, yeah. same thing with Uber and everything. I mean, I, you know, but, but the slice thing, that's a whole other thing. Like what, what's the value of getting a slice of pizza delivered to, to palm of your hand in under two hours? 
Yeah, 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 under two hours for sure. I, I got a nice pie too. It had four toppings on it. It was eight. It was inch, eighteen inch pie. You know, like eight slices or whatever. It's big pie. Yeah. And I soda. hot out here. I just wanted to hang out with her. We're gonna eat pizza, watch a movie. Watch. I'm gonna watch this Grace Jones um, live documentary she has. It's really cool. She's, Grace Jones is amazing. Wow. But um, guy never showed. Now I'm looking at my app, and I still have uh, authorization in progress. She's like, you better make sure that it gets canceled. Don't let him charge you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, usually you just like, I don't know. I can't even. I can't even with that stuff. <laughs> I've been left I high got, and dry tell you, so if, many if, times. If she wasn't here, if she wasn't here, I'd be still waiting for the pizza and right. whatever else. So it's all good. But anyway, how yeah. you doing, man? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good, man. I just did a bunch of recording today. I got this... Uh, Space upstate that I rented for the month. I'm just getting all the demos. Oh yeah, you're telling me about trying that. Trying to do some writing. Yeah, no, it's it's a great, great kind of uh, respite Trev? from yo. Trev. Yeah. Trev. Hello. You're saying try. You're saying trying again. Oh. <laughs> I am not trying this time. I am doing. You are doing. Yes. We, Sorry, but I had to. I had to bring that up. I started hearing it again. No, you're 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 the people. You're one of the people I will take that from. <laughs> <laughs> It's a smaller number of people each year, but you're still on that Brother, list. Brother, it's all, all love, man, all love. Just know that you are not, you're never trying. You're always doing it. I feel it. I feel it, man. Hey, how's, I, I, you and I rarely talk about this, but how's, how's it going with your music? Because I've been checking in with your painting and your visuals for a long time, but then your music keeps popping up. I'm like, man, this guy, what's, what's you know, I, I know you've got a thing and it's pretty good, but is, are you in a process with it or is it kind of... I actually am, you know? Well, um, I think we talked about this before, but I, I tend to do or get involved in whatever is calling at the time. I, I do my best not to pressure myself into thinking I have to do a specific thing. And presently, luckily enough, after my 43rd painting now, which is only five by seven, but I, I was, I'm messing around with it right now, I um, went upstairs into my space and I turned my gear on and I'm going through tracks that I've been working on. I've been working on, I had a plan to release 20 tracks this year, like before the year, end of the year. Um, some of the tracks had my old vocalist on it who passed away from breast cancer. Hmm. And, um, and I was kind of fighting with whether or not to use her voice and, re and produce these things. And I was saying to myself, you know, I, I almost feel like I'm taking advantage, but at the same time, how do I somehow make this work where I don't feel weird that she's on the tracks, but I'm not paying her anything. I don't know her family. I don't know people that existed around her. I found out accidentally that she passed. So anyway, I got like six tracks, six tracks, right? Right. So then one day I start this other track and I'm really getting into it, but it's weird. I'm kind of like thinking about saxophone, but I don't play sax. So I'm using a sax sound, but I'm using it like a lead, you know, but I like the sax sound. So mm -hmm. I'm like, maybe I'll start going towards more of an instrumental thing. And then I went back to listen to Ramona and all the tracks are out of pitch. Uh -huh. they, I, I, they, they won't play in key. Certain, certain instruments play in key. Our vocal will come on and it'll go out. I'm like, okay, I hear you, Ramona. I love you. And I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna make you work yeah no that's that's right, actually so, a pretty interesting way to receive that right so now i'm not gonna re-release those songs that we worked on when she was alive i'm gonna leave them and i have another six now that i'm actually working on and i'm just trying to figure out i had an epiphany yesterday because of something i realized in my workspace um 
I use NS10, Yamaha NS10 is like the first ones. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're very unique in their sound and they're the originals. So, uh, and and when I got into the space to set up my studio, I also included a subwoofer and some other things so I can hear my music the way I wanted to hear it as I produced it. The only problem was because I modeled my space the way I like the way it sounds in this space, the, the music wasn't really sounding true to the recordings. So I took all of my subwoofers out and everything extra, and I'm just recording with my NS10s now. And let me tell you something. When I play the music back now, I'm more excited about, about them because now it sounds more the way I heard it in my head. So I just, that just happened yesterday. Yeah. Oh, man, simplifying the gear rig is such a huge uh, part of the part of my process too. Like I was just I just cut out a bunch of pedals from my uh, little signal chain there, and I don't I don't um, I was doing this recording yesterday. You, you, this is hilarious, but um, I gotta confess, I'm not using any uh, any timeline program. I'm just basically setting up the sounds and then recording into the mic on this like Zoom recorder. And, okay. Uh, and then and then when I you know do like a big long take and then I'll take that. SD card, import that into the computer, play that back out through the amp, set up the mics again, play along to the thing that I recorded before, <laughs> run that back to the computer. Oh, that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, like, but it's just like, like a I weird couldn't virtual reel to reel thing. Yeah, but I'm also just like I could not I could not bring myself to get back into that timeline piano roll kind of headspace. Like I just don't want to live there. I don't want to be there. That's not where I hear stuff. It's where my, my eyes go into overdrive and they just totally overpower the ears. And, and before I know it, I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not doing music anymore. I'm doing, you know, computer administration. And no, just, no, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. That's, that's not the way, that's not the way you're going to use the tool. That's dope. Yeah. Like and that. some, that's some people are all cool. about that and some people love it. Some, you know, I mean, you, you, that's, that's how producers, you know, with a capital P work, but, um, that's not how I, I mean, I can work if I'm doing like a podcast for someone or if I'm producing a piece of media, but it is not my creative place. It's definitely an administrative headspace I get into when I'm doing that. But I'm glad to hear that you got rid of the subwoofers because that stuff like, you know, you hook too many things together and you start just getting all about the, the Lego set. You know, you're not really, you're not really in the, in the one thing anymore. I, I, I hear you. There. Yeah, that, that, that's totally a part of it. Yeah. I, you know, um, I don't know. I don't really, I don't know much about, I know a lot about a lot, a lot of little things, but when it comes to the digital workstation type concept, I don't really look at it in an electronic way. I just think of it like the old like two track tape recorder where I'm hitting play and record and I'm just selecting tracks and I'm recording on each track. So it's kind of similar to what you're doing in a way, but not exactly. I like the way you're doing it. Because it's it's it, it almost feels like, I mean it's all it's 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 like analog to digital, but it's still all digital. But you're like in a head of analog, which I think is kind of cool. That's yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, maybe it analog is a thing for else. sure. But I mean, from from my brain, like when I'm playing an instrument, it's not even analog. It's just physical. It's mechanical. Like I got to get the physical objects to respond. The, the specific way, you know, to the way I touch them, that's where the sound originates. And then everything after that is just like trying to catch that lightning in a bottle. You know what I mean? Like, just oh, yeah. try yeah, to absolutely. catch it. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I'm glad to hear you. You're cracking that stuff open and that you set yourself a. Now, you're not going to try to do it, right? You're actually really going to. Re- Whoa. All right. Looks like the call just failed. Hang on. <laughs> this is the high tech podcast. Hey, 
Yo, you there? All okay. right. Yeah, yeah, no. So no, I was asking. Like you, you said, you're gonna release these 20 tracks this year. That was that was news I was not expecting to hear, especially after you're gonna school me on saying the word try. Right. Well, okay. So here's the thing. Because of my haunting, you know, of Ramona's haunting, mm -hmm. saying basically telling me to move along is the message that I got in a peaceful way. Um, I decided to cut back on the number of tracks that I was planning to release. But I was going through all of this, these, like you're saying, you were going through somewhat of a technical issue, and then you, you know, kind of pulled things away. I was My first technical issue was the fact that, for some strange reason, her vocals weren't staying in pitch and all this other stuff. And I was literally fighting with the number of what I was going to release. Um, I'm still going to release them. I just, unfortunately, you know, how life is for us, things come up and now it's not necessarily maybe this year, but it's going to be closer to next year, maybe, but it's, <laughs> but I'm working, but I'm working on it. You know, I'm, I'm definitely recording. I'm in the middle of four tracks right now because I tend to, believe it or not, work on multiple tracks at one time because I like to, there's the tracks or the songs on the project to have a certain type of flow. So I kind of work on the four like one through four in one sitting instead of one solid track i'll go into one start it i say all right i'm good with that for a second and i'll jump into the next one and i come back and all night long i'm pivoting through mm -hmm. <laughs> so right now i'm on four tracks and they're sounding pretty good um still have a little bit of an issue with my voice so i'm not really sure if there will be any sort of word or vocal thing on them just yet but I like the way they're feeling and finding out removing the subwoofer is enabling me to really get the sound that I want now. I'm just inspired to continue to work. Oh, that's beautiful. And you're feeling, you're feeling like you're uh, turning over this new leaf? I, I feel like uh, things like I don't, you know, I, I have one, I'm trying to get myself out of the waiting for the other shoe to drop live. So I believe that I'm in a good place today. Yeah, well, I love checking in with you because you got this, you know, you've got this very diverse practice. You're, you're doing pictures, video, you, you got the painting thing, which is just going gangbusters. Everyone should go and check out uh, Ed Marshall's. What's the Ed, What's the painting handle you got? Oh, it's funny. Ed, Ed Marshall Paints NYC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's that, which is a whole other channel on top of the, you know, semi-legendary kind of DJ cult icon. I don't even know how to how oh, to call yeah, that thing weird. I, yeah <laughs> it's, it's actually been popping up a lot lately too which is kind of funny i've been getting i just got a dm in ig from a female dj from london saying that she loved the project so much she feels it's like one of the best re-releases she's had in a while and i'm like okay i appreciate that and, you know if she only knew it was 35 years old right many lifetimes ago yeah, uh, which is which is the thing because you know I mean at, at this point we a lot of us have had many of these lifetimes and I, I look back at the sounds I used to make and the way I used to feel about the process of making music and the way the city used to greet those things when you would put them out or not um, and just how much you know not so much how much time has gone by but just how many iterations keep happening and keep coming and then I, I'll, I'll peel something out of my stack of kind of unused stuff and I'm like oh that's that's pretty good wait what oh that was from oh 10 years ago how about that yeah and yeah, it's just yeah, like yeah. oh okay and then I, I you know just lately because I've been I've been teaching myself how to play guitar you know I've been playing electric guitar about 22 months now and I just played my first real gig the other day and uh 
It's just well, this kind of thing. Where, yeah, no, it was cool. I mean, there's going to be more of them this fall, but um, you know, what I'm saying I've, I've been checking you out too, and yeah, I've been yeah, listening yeah. to you, and I've been watching you do your thing when you share, and I'm like, yeah, 22 minutes you've been playing guitar, and yeah, sure, <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, yeah. I, yeah, I'm learning. See, you teach me things without you even knowing. Okay, because I didn't yeah. know a couple of things about you either. But recently, you made mention of you know the fact that you you know played cello, but then you were all playing all these other instruments too. And all this time, I've only known you for the one instrument. And then I'm starting to realize now, you know, I'm talking to a guy. You crack me up. You call me maestro, and I'm like, what do you call me maestro for? You're well, the uh, maestro. <laughs> you know, I'm like, come on. I'm like, he plays the multiple instruments. I play by ear. I've never studied. I'm like, okay. So no, I mean, just, what are you talking about? It's it's the maker. It's the maker spirit. It's the maker spirit. Because like, I guess the thing I was saying, like, the way I am happiest when I'm learning this new thing that I'm learning now, is just to put on some of my old stuff that no one has ever heard. And just jam along to it. And if it just takes the loneliness out of the equation. Because it's like, oh, here are these like four or five different versions of myself from different times. And I'm just going to put a new layer on because, you know, nobody cares. But it's, it's enabling me to enter that space where I'm kind of in communion about it. And, you know, the, there's this thing that, that is kind of stewing for me the last few days, which is just this question of ambition. Part of it has to do with the fact that I came back to my hometown this fall and I'm, I'm playing, you know, my first gigs of this tour in the fall of just me and like shaking down this new material. I'm starting in my actual hometown, which I really have not spent any meaningful time in for, you know, decades. Uh, I mean, come back for holidays once in a while, but basically that's it. And it's just been amazing, but there's also this kind of, you know, there's a little bit of a, a crab bucket feeling where, you know, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm one of those dudes who left here. You know, there's nothing wrong with this town at all. But for some reason, I had the agitation in me driving me to, to go out into the world and go live other places. And there's a lot of people in a lot of towns who would look at someone who makes that choice and says, oh, what's, what's wrong with you? Do you have ambition? And, you know, as if that's a bad thing. But also, it's like it can be seen as ugly in certain circumstances. And I'm, I'm thinking like, well... I don't really feel that's like not on you, man. Well, no, I, I don't. I, I think what it was for me, like this is the clarity I found this afternoon, was I have, I, I don't really have ambition. Like that's not what drives me. You know, I don't, I don't have this. I mean, I, obviously, if I'm just getting back out to play now and I haven't been playing for you know a decade now, then that's that's one sign that I'm not that ambitious. But it's also like, well, if I am getting back into it now, is it ambition that's driving me? And I'm realizing it's not that at all. I just have this profound longing to commune with whatever energy is out there to be communed with. And if, if we do that in solitude or if we do that, you know, in, in groups of people, it's really about finding connection and longing for that connection. And this idea that non-practitioners have when they see someone putting their music out and, and one of those negative energies that'll come at us is like someone will point a finger at you and be like, oh, he's ambitious. He's, he's bringing his ego and he's going to go and showboat around and do that kind of stuff. And those are, the, those are the sort of demon voices that keep you from doing it a lot of the time. And I'm like, no, that's someone else's imaginary definition. But what it really is for me is just this, this emotional longing to have that energy envelop me and encompass you know, the, the, the moment and then share that moment with people. And it's, it's one of those things I had to actually talk myself down off the, off the ledge about, you know? Well, you know, uh, 
off the ledge? <laughs> Not that I was <laughs> standing on the ledge. No, maybe that's the wrong analogy. But do you oh, get, okay. do you yeah, get the right. point? Well, yeah. No, no, I, I, I got what you're saying. But it's just like, wow, I never, it's so funny because I thought that I had things that, um, that I was concerned about. And I thought I was unique in the things that I was concerned about. Uh, but of course, that's because I was one person walking in my own life and not really talking to other people. So a conversation like this is great. But my thing is, I mean, why do we put so much weight on what other people think? Uh, you are one of the best. I mean, you're, you're, you're a great person in my book. I adopted you probably the first day we met, but I didn't tell you. <laughs> and, um, uh, you know, and um, I think that because you're the person that you are and I didn't really know about your musical background or who you really were other than just being Trev working with me with, you know, with the prize thing, you know, but, um, these people can't say a thing to you. They can't say a thing to anyone but themselves because look, you, you're living your life and music is your life, part of your life, uh, a large part of your life. But when, but because it's part of your living, sometimes we have to shift in our living. I think a lot of people who have regular, types of gigs or jobs or whatever you want to call it. People who don't really have a creative side to them or, or accept creatives have no clue as to what it is to live like one. I mean, you can't just decide to be something else with this, you know, and, 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 but you got to be able to live to do it. I mean, look at this guy. I mean, this is the guy from, what was that? He's 56 years old from smashing. Was it, was it, what was the name of that? Um, was it not Smashing Pumpkins? This guy just passed away yesterday. Smash Mouth, Smash fifty-five Mouth. years old, fifty-five years, fifty-six years old. He passes, right? Wow. People knew knew his work everywhere, but they knew it for maybe I don't know weird things like maybe it was a Shrek a Shrek theme song instead of one of the ones he was really happy or loved or whatever. I don't know, but this guy was fifty-six years old and now he's gone from a uh, liver. I think he had something horrible with his liver. He probably went through things that we go through and maybe drank too much. I don't know. I mean, we're humans. Yeah, We're special humans. Yeah, shit happens. And, and it always used to drive me crazy when I was working on music before I realized I could be doing other things. When I would walk out of my apartment living in the Bronx, you know, and living in the Bronx, Bronx, you know, where hip-hop was born um, and all other kinds of music, but hip-hop bigger than anything. I got to walk past guys drinking 40 ounces and smoking weed talking about when's my record coming out teasing me for years while i worked a regular job in the mailroom right so i can make up enough money so i could afford to produce my own vinyl and produce the, the eight tracks that became this thing that is now you know but that was i mean i was in my early 20s yeah. and you can, we're never going to get away from that but i believe that the reason why we get inflicted or we get beat up by people like that is because they're not happy with what they're doing yeah. In their lives. Well, I mean, I should I should walk back and just clarify that nobody is actually coming up to me and saying things like that. These are definitely the negative oh. voices that live in my head. Oh, in uh, your head. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. No, but it, they come out to to play when I come back here because I have the the time traveling associations of my upbringing, 
And there was a perfectly fine upbringing. Like I'm, you know, I have a, I have a lot to be grateful for and proud of. And then every human being has these voices of resistance inside themselves, and they'll they'll take this kind of devil's advocate tone. So that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about any actual people here out in the world, you know, pointing a finger at me. Like I would love to have oh, any I kind of attention at all. But it's been it's been a really great experience. Like just just last week was my first contact with, you know, standing on stage doing it. You know, for the first time in, in God knows how long. I mean, I, you know, I've been on and off. It's not like I haven't been working and performing, but I definitely have not been doing my show with my stuff, you know, and definitely not from behind a guitar. So there was this thrill to the experience that completely went beyond any kind of, uh, you know, quality assessment or, you know, self-validation exercise I might do. I was just sitting there going, I'm in it again. I'm doing it again. It's happening right now. And you know, just like really being in the moment until it's over and then having the memory and then going like, that was amazing. I can't wait to do it again. And it made me think of all the people in my life, you know, the people I interviewed on this show and, and otherwise who are just like, you know, you get further and further into your career and you get far enough down the road where it becomes a real accomplishment and achievement just to do it at all. And that's, that's the energy I'm sitting with now. It's like, oh... It really took a lot for me to get back in the saddle and get back out there and sing and play and do an actual show. And well, it's, I, it's been a journey. I'm proud of you. It's I'm been totally a journey. I'm really proud of you, dude, you know? But at the same time, I, I, maybe I'm the wrong person that you should be talking to with this thing because I've never had a doubt in my mind, and I know <laughs> it's about you. But, I mean, I, I, like I said, I didn't meet you in music. I met you as a, you know, as a, not a, you know, you're a person. You're a human being, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But I didn't meet you as a musician or an artist. I met you as a person. Well, that's how I know you, too. But I also see you as a musician and artist going, hey, here we are, you know, doing our our lives. Yeah. Right. But I feel like I like I said, there's no trying. When Trev says he's going to do it, it's going to get done. Right now, he's doing it the way he's got to do it till he's doing it. But he's not trying. He's doing it. He's never not doing it. He can't not do it. It's Trev. (laughs) Well, man, that puts a smile on my face to hear you say that. Thank you. Um, but anyway, I did not call you to just uh, chew the fat here, but I was definitely meditating on this sense of the barrier of being in, being out, being off, being on, and, and, and what it takes to get over the hump. And you're definitely one of the people that come to my mind when I'm wanting to uh, think about this sort of thing, because you've definitely done so much yourself and you keep doing it every day and we talk periodically and it's just always about how you're doing right now in the moment and I'm so grateful to have you in my life as a friend and as a as a check too <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah listen Trev you know yeah. I, 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 I I'm just I, I like I said I'm, I'm always glad to see you and I'm always glad to see a text from you I'm just glad that you're good you sound great and um, I believe in, in the both of us, let's say, because I know that as much as we have differences in distance and in location uh, or knowledge, we're the same. Oh, well, I can't wait to be back in New York and see you next month, man. It's going to be great. It always is, man. Stay safe, man, and let's get this date going so I can check you out. Right on. Talk to you soon. Take cool. it easy. Easy. No problem. Bye-bye.
played my first proper show of my own material the other day, the first one in almost a decade. My family was there, my hometown came out, friends I had not seen in 30 years, godparents. Mike and Nancy drove four hours from Albany and, and it was amazing. I hadn't seen them since I was eight. So uh, a lot of stuff happened. How did it go? Let's see. People were there, listened. People could watch it on Facebook. How do you think it went? Does it matter? I have no idea how it went. I only know how I felt beforehand, getting ready for it, how I felt while it was happening, and how I felt afterward, how I feel now. That's all I know, and I barely know that. I don't have words to describe the feeling. Words would diminish my joy and gratitude, even if they were accurate and precise, insightful ones. And I'm enveloped in joy and gratitude in a way that I cannot describe. So that's all I can say. It felt awesome. Only one of my musician friends asked me, how did this show feel? That was Brett Mosley. He just put out his new record, it took him almost a decade to make it. He's been through the fire too, so he named his record that. Go give it a listen. I got a link right here for you. Thank God for my musician friends, the ones who live it, the ones who learned to surrender and who know that it's not about them, not about us, not about the material or the ideas. People will hear what we do and they will have their experience. Meanwhile, we got to be together in the presence of the ocean. That's all that matters. I got to get back in the ocean and whoa, it's not just that I missed the feeling and that my spirit finally got to inhabit my body again. It's that I got to perceive just how much I had changed since the last phase, how much I'd been able to let go of so that now I can really be in it more, more than before, hearing and feeling it more than before. I still don't have words, but nothing will make you appreciate a thing more than the absence of that thing. I was walking through the desert and I arrived at the table, set with a pitcher of water and a glass. I sat, I poured one, and I drank. Something like that. Welcome to the family. So, I have some band shows coming up in Ithaca. I have a three-show residency. Uh, three Mondays, September 18th, September 25th, and October 9th. This is with a few members of Brahman's band, uh, Jason Shago, John, uh, John Young, and Matthew Sakuchi Morano. 
uh, we had a good time. It's getting better. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna have a real local crowd out for that one. Also, uh, New York City and Pennsylvania. John Kimock and I are playing together for three dates in early October. Uh, that's Bloomsburg, PA, on October sixth. Bethlehem on October 7th at October Test. Uh, New York City on October 8th. That's going to be at Shrine NYC in Harlem. So more dates are on my website, including some solo performances. It's all very special right now. So as always, big love to your ears. Thanks for tuning in here. We will talk more next week.